Apple announced a new iPhone and watch this week, but are the new features enough for you to fork over some cash? We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the really cringy parts of the latest launch event on this episode of Today in Tech. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Joining me to talk about Apple's latest launch event is Ken Mingus. He is the executive editor of Computer World and Michael Simon, the executive editor of Macworld. Welcome back to the show, gents. Hey, Keith. So, so what were your overall thoughts of this event? This was the big iPhone 15, Apple Watch Series 9. Um, what, you know, what were your overall thoughts? Was there any announcements that you were surprised by or excited most for? Michael, we'll start with you. Um, all right, surprises? Not really. Yeah, not no. a lot. Okay. I mean, I kind of got... Like, you know, it's my job to watch these events and report on them and write on them. And so now we're in day two and I usually have a mountain of ideas. I don't have a ton of things to say <laughs> beyond these are the new iPhones and these are the new Apple watches. And, you know, listen, they're, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, they're the best iPhones obviously, but they're also probably the best smartphones ever made iPhone 15 Pro Max particularly. Um, there's a lot of great things, a lot of great upgrades, but it's getting really hard for Apple to sell us on the iPhone hype and excitement yeah. year after year after year. I, I don't mean to start on such a negative note. <laughs> I do work for Macworld. I am, you know, <laughs> listen, the iPhones, it's it's a great device. Okay. Is but it the overall sense that I got during that presentation was... Okay. Is it just because we've now gone through 15 plus iterations or is it like, it might not even be 15, but you know, that many iterations of the cell of the, of the iPhone that they can't give you something that you've never seen before. Yeah. Well, think about it. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Okay. Real quick. I mean, think about it this way, you know, it, it is, it is almost impossible to iterate a big wow uh, generating features every single year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a given. So, you know, the, the, the changes and the advances you're going to see, a lot of the big ones are under the hood, as Michael was talking about. You know, I'm, we, we're moving to, to three nanometer chips. Most people may not care about that, but in terms of technology, that's a, that's a pretty, that's, that's a noteworthy uh, accomplishment. But remember now, unlike the old days when you didn't get any information about the devices that were coming before the event, we knew a lot of what was going to be announced yesterday and that's we knew, we knew all of it yeah yeah i mean I, I didn't see anything that that you know i hadn't heard before so it's just sort of confirming what what everybody's been talking about for weeks and i think that sort of you know makes it a little harder for apple to yeah, well, to generate a lot of wow, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, we're getting the the new color, the blue, you know, we're going to three nanometer chips, the, you know, different camera and the, the pro and pro max versions, uh, you know, is it going to be more expensive or less? Well, it looks like not so much in the US, maybe more in Europe and other parts of the world, you know, so it's, it's, I say this because I know that one of the reasons I'm on this conversation every year is the question, is Ken going to buy a new iPhone? The answer is yes. <laughs> I am. I'm going to buy a new iPhone. Oh, d- don't don't spoil it, Ken. We wait till the end for you know, those. No, it's, it, no I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, but as I was watching the event, 
I was, I, I used to be glued to these things, watching every nuance, every, you know, the only thing I cared about is when's the damn thing going on sale? When yep. can I get it? How yep. is it going to cost? And, you know, and so, um, it was a solid event. It was, these are great phones. As, as Michael says, they're probably the best in the world. Maybe certainly the best Apple's ever done. Um, but you know, I wasn't blown away. Yeah. I, when I was watching, so I, I was recording another episode uh, yesterday during the live event, and when we were done, I was able to go and, and, and view the stream. It was already on demand at that point, so I loved the fact that I could jump ahead and skip ahead and skip some of the the, the video music video stuff that they always do and um, the mother nature sketch, which we're going to get to and, and jump ahead a little bit, but then I could also pause and then write some of my notes while I was doing that. So um, I did appreciate that versus the vision pro event where I did watch it live. And then it didn't feel as, as uh, even the, the vision pro event was probably longer, but I didn't feel longer than this one. This one just felt long today. Uh, WWDC was, way longer yeah than this one maybe probably close to twice as long so so let's let's go into some some of the things that i that i did take notes on for let's start with the apple watch um they do have the is this the first time that they've had the new apple chips in the watch i i couldn't tell whether it was uh, the switch over this or is, is it just a new version they, of their apple chip yeah so they've had the s series chip since since the original that's their own chip What's interesting this year is so since the S6, which was in the Apple Watch Series 6, the, the chip hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. They've changed the name of it. Okay. S6, S7, S8. But for all intents and purposes, they're identical. Uh, dual core, 64-bit, same uh, processor speed, same everything. So this new one, the S9, is different. It's faster. They said 20% or 10%. It wasn't like like that much faster yeah the the main the main uh improvements are on the graphic side um i don't think it really matters i have an s8 before that i had an se never once did i say i wish the chip was better okay like it's such a small little computer yeah. that you're driving and um the the other the other thing that i found interesting was this idea of the the double tap gesture um not, because that's something that's new for the watch but it also then shows you how apple is is getting into the gesture game because it's almost the same thing that they're going to do with the vision pro whenever that comes out ding, 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 so that's bingo. the connection of like okay we're going to train you on your watch on how to do this so that when the vision pro comes out, you'll be, uh, you know, a gesture expert. Um, I, now obviously they use examples of like, if you're on a rock wall and you need to answer a phone, you don't want to let go of one hand and, or if I'm on a rock <laughs> wall. I am not answering the phone and I'm not doing the two finger tap. I'm hanging on for dear life. You know, throw it off. Uh, you know, they were using the safe examples of all of the things that you might be doing with your hands, um, carrying groceries or, or walking the dog, I think was another one. But for some reason, my mind went to other places where your hands are, 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 are busy doing things. And that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. But um, like, Michael, what are your thoughts of the, of the gesture thing? Was, it, was that something that's interesting or is it going to be getting in the way? Are we going to end up with carpal tunnel because we're doing this all the time with you know, our fingers. I, mean, I don't think people are going to use it that often. Um, it, it, <laughs> That's actually, point. It, it, it exists. It kind of exists now. There's an accessibility feature. Oh, called, it does. Um, okay. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's not quite the same. 
So if, if you go into the uh, accessibility t- uh, features, there's a, there's a feature called um, assistive touch. Within that, there's hand gestures. There's four of them. And if you turn that on, it gives you a little tutorial of how to, and it's the same thing. You double tap, you single tap, you, you clench your fist for, um, you know, to do certain actions. It doesn't quite do this. I think the double tap goes back a screen mm-hmm. and the single tap goes forward a screen. But they just kind of reincorporated that into uh, a feature. They did the same thing a couple of years ago with the iPad. The um, the cursor on the screen, that was not a, a feature in the main you know, OS, but it was buried in the accessibility settings. And then they realized that people actually liked it. They brought it out and then it became the magic keyboard. So this, it, it's not uncommon for them to do this. And I, I'm not, that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing. I'm just saying it's kind of a recycled feature. Like you can go into your Apple watch, try that right now before you get a new one. It's a little weird that it's only on the S on the series nine. That's it what doesn't I seem like it should be just for the new hardware. I don't understand it. Couldn't it be ported back to early? You would more? think. Well, and I'm assuming it's using the sensor on the wrist and it would, you know, it can, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's, there's not a single new sensor or, or, um, uh, uh, chip or anything in the watch that would enable that the yeah. S nine's not doing it. It would be the accelerometer and the, and the gyroscope, which is in all the, ma- which is in all the watches. So. I did find it interesting that they uh, they did explain how they're able, you know, a, a gesture like that is able to then trigger the watch. That was interesting because they were measuring blood flow and, and different different mm-hmm. things that happen on your hand. That was the one time I was interested in some of the science part behind some of the things. I'm going to get to that as, as well. Um, uh, but I wanted to ask you guys because you... Uh, Ken, do you you own a watch, right? You have a, an Apple Watch, or did you switch? You switch? I did. You did. Okay. I did. I, I I had the Apple Watch Ultra from last year, yep. and I uh, jumped back to uh, Garmin this summer. So, and Michael, do you have one? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, do. I have a series. Eight. Okay, series so eight. the the reason I asked you guys this was because the the other feature that they advertised during this presentation was this um, this idea that you could use your watch to locate your iPhone. Um, with with new distance and direction features, so yeah, you know, so I don't know if you can currently do that or if it's just a, an audio ping. Is it just the audio ping now? If you're if you're trying to find your phone, yeah, okay, yeah. There, there's no precise location um, finding with the current Apple, right? That's okay, new. That's that new U2 chip. That's so the, the, the what this what this reminded me of was the scene from Aliens, where they're tracking the aliens that are about to attack them, and they keep ping. You know, it keeps pinging you and telling you which direction they are, and and then you realize that you know the aliens are either above you or below you. I don't know if this thing has. Um, uh, altitude <laughs> sensors as I'm walking around my house trying to find my iPhone and I'm like I can't hear it I can't hear it. and then I realize it's in the bedroom upstairs um, I, mean, I don't have a, I don't have a watch yeah. altimeter on the Apple watch I'm not okay. sure if that comes into play uh, with the iPhone it yeah. does so the iPhone has had this peach feature for a little for a couple of generations now I, I mean, it's I, just it's just distance left and right. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just an old school guy. Where like when I can't find my phone, I just call. I, I go, someone call my phone, <laughs> and then hope that I've left the ringer on, and then, and then try to find it that way. Or I will go to the website and and have it ping it if I can't find it through my having my kids call. So, um, I. I think that the distance and in, in, in direction was interesting as as, a, as another feature, acknowledging that people do this. They you know they leave their iPhones in places where they forget. So 
That was the you other thing. Yeah, go ahead, Ken. One quick, Keith, on, the, on, on Apple Watches, too. I want, if there was a surprise, minor surprise, I was kind of expecting that if there were, were going to be an Apple Watch, too, that there would be one in black or carbon or charcoal or whatever, you know, not the titanium case. And there wasn't. I mean, it, you know, it's upgraded. It's a new version, I guess. But uh, it looks exactly the same as, the, as last year's version. Yeah, so you know, you mentioned that you had an Ultra Watch. They did announce the Ultra Watch Two. Um, what was the reason that you went from that to a different? You went to a different brand, even. Yeah, well, I I had a Garmin for several years. I like the. Uh, it, it's actually more form over function. I like I like big, clunky, and round rather than. Uh, and I the reason I jumped to the Apple Watch last year was I had always said if they ever did a big one. I would, you know, buy it and okay. try it. And I liked it. I, I have no, it, it, it's a fantastic device. It really is. For me, it was more like when, when Garmin came out with the larger watch with the AMOLED screen, it really check, checked all the boxes for me. So that's why I jumped. But, and it does have, you know, obviously much longer battery life. But, you know, that was not a big issue for me with the Apple Watch Ultra anyway. But I was I was watching to see if there would be a new version in black. I would have been curious to see what it looked like. I'm not looking to jump back to an Apple Watch Ultra, but uh, that, I was a little surprised because there's been a lot of talk about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I was too. The Apple Watch Ultra 2 has basically nothing new. There's a new watch face that gets the S9 chip that you're not going nice to notice. Yeah. Sure. Is it coming to the one? It should. Like I don't know. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't quite clarify that. Mm -hmm. But usually, they reserve some new phases for the new watches, which is you know kind of a cheap gimmick. Is, no one's going to buy a new eight hundred dollar watch just for that. Is the but there's really it, nothing new? Is the is the marketing around the Ultra Watch really for those? those gung-ho i'm gonna climb mount everest i'm gonna deep i'm gonna deep dive to the depths of the ocean i'm gonna ride a bicycle for 500 miles is it that is, it, is that the marketing towards that watch or is it just I because mean, that, it's bigger that might be the marketing but i don't think that's who's buying it i think people <laughs> are buying it who just like big watches okay yeah that's why i buy i see them i see them at the gym and i don't think these people are running ultra marathons for five days yeah I see. Yeah, they just want something a little more hardy and and uh, less destructible, maybe, and with longer battery life. Noticeably longer battery life than the the regular Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah it's I, uh, twice as long, and it it is it's a you know it's a nice looking watch if you like big is. watches. It's it's very different than the Series Nine. It's thicker. It's it has a real rugged look to it. Yeah. Um. It's obviously larger, forty nine millimeters. So. You know, and it's not that much more expensive if you're if you're already spending four hundred bucks on a watch and you want something bigger. You know, it's seven ninety nine. You get um, the cellular connection comes with it, so you really it's really uh, four twenty nine versus seven ninety nine. Yeah. So, oh no, five twenty nine. So it's not that much more. I mean, listen, it's expensive. They're all expensive, right? But I understand why people would buy it if they're not extreme sports people. Yeah, I, I think the thing with me and, and the watch, I did have an Apple Watch for a while, and again, but it was a hand-me-down from my wife. My wife brought would buy a new one. I get the old one, and then I didn't like the old one for a while. I, this was probably Series 3 or 4. It was early on. I gave that one then to my daughter. So I have a feeling that at least this watch I won't get for another five or six years, Bas basically the same way that a, that a you know, I have my phones now. It's I, I never get the new one. I get a couple of generations later. 
Um, so at, at some point, I think I will ha- have a watch because um, I do like the the heart rate monitor and the some of the sleep, some of the healthier healthier features of of the watch. Um, they made a point out of of that in their opening video where they showed all of the lives that they've saved because of either the watch with the heart rate sensor or the crash detection on the on the iPhone. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Was it was was that a powerful message for you guys, or did it feel a little bit like oh buy an app you know buy an apple product or you'll die type of uh, messages that's what i got i mean it, it was <clears throat> it was powerful yeah. two and a half years ago when they did it the first time <laughs> they, they've done that they've done a version of that video every 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 year every apple watch yeah. event for a, for a while um, well, listen it's true there there are stories of people whose lives have been saved because of the features that are on the apple yeah. watch it's true but, you know, they really hit you over the head with it. Personal anecdote real quick. When I still had the Apple Watch Ultra, back in February, I was hiking with the dog on a trail, caught my foot on a root, slammed into the ground, and it immediately said, it looks like you've fallen. Do I need to call 911? Fortunately, I did not die or break anything, and other than banging up my knee, it was fine. But it was really cool. And had I actually been in trouble, it would have it might have been a lifesaver. So, yeah, I think, you know, you're right, Keith, you know, <laughs> you, you, you might die without an Apple Watch. You might die with one. Yeah. But um, it's getting a little old now. I mean, you know, okay. You know, I thought the the, the thing about uh, roadside assistance with the um, uh, satellite yep. connection, if you're in the middle of nowhere and your yep. car dies, yeah, you know, that's that's a handy new feature coming to what the iPhone, I guess. The iPhone 15, yes. Uh, emergency SOS is now, if you're off the grid, you can connect to a satellite. Um, the cool part about that made me feel, made me feel cool for about, uh, two minutes was that they've integrated this with AAA. <laughs> So, and it's, you know, I'm You'll be I, dead before AAA gets to you. <laughs> no, in fact, they, they, I love that if you are a AAA member, which is the most um, kind of like the most old person thing ever, like, you know, when, I, when I'm driving, you know, when I got my license, my dad said to me, oh, make sure you have AAA. And it was, you know, handed down between generations and generations. So I still have AAA. I don't use the other roadside assistance services through insurance. I've just, I've liked AAA. It's, it's, it's gotten me out of jams several times when, you know, I've blown a tire or anything like that. But to have like Apple, which is always this, you know, cool hip company to team up with AAA, I, always, I just thought it was, it was amusing that they would do that. But I guess if you're the biggest roadside assistance company, out there you might as well and it's yeah. not it's and, and again i'm already a member so i would get this for free if i bought this new iphone you've got a ready-made audience of triple a members there ready to you know yeah and then you could don't. pay extra if you didn't have triple a you could you could then pay for this service for all of those yeah. people that are hiking out in the middle of nowhere and 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 need that well i mean it's i mean hiking yes it's so what this does is it kind of supplements that emergency SOS feature. So emergency SOS is if you're lit in an emergency. Yeah. There are times when you're driving and there's no cell service and your tire goes flat. Yeah. Most cars these days don't have spares anymore. So to kind of augment that emergency SOS feature with the feature that says, hey, if you're like in a little bit of trouble, you're not going to die, but you still need help. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I live in Connecticut. There are times when I'm driving a couple of towns over and my phone's like SOS, like what? Well, there's no service here. Yeah. And I can probably walk a mile or two and go to a gas station, but you know, it's a good feature to have the, this is a big country. There's yeah. a lot of spots that don't have cell service. And you know, I think that's a, I think that's probably more useful than emergency SOS for most people because you know, emergency SOS is life or death. Yeah. This is more, you know, 
uh oh. My transmission died and I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know where I am. So that's it's I, I think it's good. Yeah. You mentioned the cars don't have spare tires or some of them don't even the ones that do um, trying to change a flat tire on your own. I mean, that's a skill that probably has gone away. I, I know my kids don't know how to do it and I can barely do it if I need to. But again, I've got the AAA membership. And, you know, if that happens, I call them up and they get, you know, they tow me to the station or they change the tire for me. So uh, I, I did like that. So, all right, let's talk about the USB-C thing. Um, it, is it, it is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? They didn't they didn't necessarily think it was a big deal because I think most people knew it was because of the European legislation that they're moving into this. Like, is there anything that you need to that we need to talk about around USB-C? I, I think it's pretty it's pretty monumental. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had like, they kind of downplayed years. it, even though it's such a big deal. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no surprise that they're being forced to do it. Uh, I feel like they probably should have done it a while ago. I also understand why they didn't. So when lightning came out, there was no USB-C, right? The options were before that Apple's 30 pin connector, which, you know, was clunky as, 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 a, as, as anything. And the USB options were micro and mini USB, which were worse. So they developed their own port, which was great. At the time, it was like, wow, this thing is amazingly cool. You can put it in the upside down. It's tiny. Yeah. Charges. You know, it, it was great. And then USB-C came along. There's, there's, there's rumors that Apple made, made USB-C. But even if that's not true, they certainly contributed to the development of it. They were <laughs> part of the consortium with, with Intel and others that made the cable and they're very similar USB-C and lightning are very similar USB-C is far superior uh particularly when it comes to data transfers it can go up to you know 100 100 uh, uh 40 40 gigabits per second so uh way better than lightning lightning was capped at 480 megabits per second as far as we know uh we don't know i, I don't i don't have this the, the specs for lightning but that's all apple ever gave us 480 megabits per second uh with the with the new phones, the the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus is still capped at 480 megabits per second, but the Pros now can do 10 gigabits per second, which is, you know, you don't have to be a mathematician to know that's way more. Um, and it, it, it does reverse wired charging, which means you can use your iPhone to charge uh, AirPods. They said Apple Watch and AirPods too. Mm -hmm. I assume at some point. We'll be able to charge iPhone to iPhone, maybe. I don't know. But right now, it's just those two products, which is great, I think. we've So the Samsung Galaxy phones and a bunch of others have had reverse wireless charging for a while. Yep. Which is kind of impractical because to use it, you have to flip your phone over and then put something on top of it for as long as it needs to charge. So you're not it's using slow. either device. And it's slow. Yeah. This yeah. one, you can plug your phone in. You can still use your phone, mm -hmm. charge something else, unplug it, and it's probably a lot quicker than than, than wireless. I, we, we don't know the speeds, but we'll test that. And it's it's one cable now. Mac, iPad, iPhone, AirPods Pro. Right. One, one cable. I can't even tell you how many times I've gone on vacation. My son has an iPad Air. I have an iPhone. And I bring one cable, and the other device doesn't have the right one, and I got to go buy one. So now it's, you know... It's it's a it's a lot easier one 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 cable one plug and you can you can charge everything, so I think it's a I think it's a it's a monumental deal. Uh, I understand why Apple kind of 
downplayed it a little bit. Right. Because they, bit. I mean, it, it wasn't like they called it out as, as a great new. Uh, I mean, they did and they didn't. You know, yeah. they did say one cable, they did show the charging, they did show an iPhone next to a Mac, and, you know, so, I mean, it, they, they, they kind of downplayed it, but then they also, you know, touted the benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah, I just think if you've had a lot of those different cables and, uh, you know, I've got I've got three kids and a wife and we all use the different Apple products. So now I've got there's there's seven different cables around the house and chargers. And um, I, I, at some point, we're going to have to get rid of all of these or, or use dongles for a while until, you know, we buy another set of cables. Uh, it's, they, it's, they do sell a dongle. Don't don't buy the dongle. The dongle's gonna, like 30 bucks. Just just get a tape. Just get a new cable. <laughs> The well, phone, so the so phone comes with one. All so when these you buy old, an iPhone 15, yeah. you get one. So all of these these USB C cables will work. It's not like there's going to be a special Apple version of this. Every that one needs, of them. They okay. all they all will charge. D- data transfer is a different story because if you want 10 gigabits per second, you have to get a cable that's that's rated for USB three. Yeah. But as far as charging, they're all they're all work the same. Yeah, and, and I, I think the average user probably is charger. Yeah, and in, into your outlet, the average well, user is probably not going to be doing a lot of data transfer, right? I don't think so. Yeah. It's more for cameras and, yeah. and, and high end photography. Yeah, I'm curious though. Do we know? You know, moving to USB C will that allow for faster wired charging, or does it depend? Uh, on the- it, it there was never a limitation. It was always as much as Apple wanted to give us, as far as we know. Of okay. lightning, okay. lightning was capable of probably fifty watts. USB C is capable of two hundred forty watts. Apple is giving us the same as it always has. Okay. In thirty minutes, you'll get about fifty percent battery life, and that's that's the way it's doing it. That's okay. it. Is but uh, I guess my question is: Is it technically possible to have faster? Yes. Even? Okay. So yeah, Apple, you, Apple is the with, limit here, but it could be done. Of course, with the cable they give you, you can get up to 240 watts of charging. I mean, okay. your your phone would probably explode, but right. there are companies that do it um, up to 100 watts wired, 45 watts wired. There's been tests that, you know, there it's, it's very limited. You can't do it for the full time because it gets too hot. Yeah. So you have to kind of like, like the first from zero to 20, it goes really fast and it slows down. Is it beneficial? I mean, in some instances, if you're really in a hurry, maybe. Yeah. But the, the if you plug in your iPhone now, the 14 with Lightning, it charges pretty quick. In 10 minutes, you got 15% and you're fine. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I did want to ask, uh, the, I want to talk about the Pro version of the iPhone 15 because we did see some some new features that are only available on the, um, is it the Pro or the Pro Max? I think it's Pro. Uh, well, both. Yeah, both. The Pro Max gets gets the camera. Uh, the Pro models have have everything else. Together. Right. So they they talked about the the action button, which is the they replaced that's the that. Pros. That's they replaced yeah, the, the slider thing. Well, then, well, first they 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 announced it in titanium, um, and then mm. the other thing that they did was this slider button that mutes the phone. Um, they've replaced that with the the action button. Um, mm-hmm. But I kept thinking that didn't we used to have a button that could do a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. and it was that big circle button on the phone on the front or, did, or am I just mistaken? That, and was like, a, that was a, that was a home button. But yeah, the, that, the, was, that brought you back home. But I thought you could push that and then like if you held it, you could do different things and it, it just felt like, the action you, you know, held it, you can bring up you could bring up Siri, you can do that with the power button. The action yeah. button is different okay. than all of that. All right. So they're adding the, the, there will be new abilities through this action button, right? 
Yeah, okay. you can you can control the the primary function or the primary button, the uh, software button in uh, basically every app because it's it's an API just like the Apple Watch Ultra. So let's say you have a timer app. Your primary function is to start and stop the timer. That's what the action button will do when you're in that uh, app. So we'll have it. So we and still it also works we'll, as a as a mute switch. We'll still have a button on the on the right, correct? And then As we'll have, yeah. and then we'll have the little yeah, that's, volume that's up, the volume up, volume down. Yep. So now we'll have a fourth button. Yep. Um, and, and again, maybe this is just because I'm 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 old and I'm a doofus sometimes, but for some reason I've got a, this is a thirteen. I have with with all the different buttons, I've taken more pictures of my desktop background by mistake. It, okay, Ken, you're laughing. Good. Am I, I the only one? Who, am I the only one who does it, or is it? Okay, so I'm just imagining that with this action button, it, it's going to have like more of these these accidental Dave. double push things that I'm that I'm doing that that just irritate me. It happens it, more it, than it I want. It remains to be seen. So the, the screenshot thing, that means you're holding power and volume. So it's probably the way you're holding the phone. You accidentally have the yeah. volume down yeah. when you when you flip it to turn on. The action button is in a, it's not a, a short press. It's a longer press to okay. implement stuff. Okay. Presumably that will uh, cut down on accidental uh, triggers, but it will probably happen. You'll put your phone from, from silent to to uh, ring accidentally. I do that now with the switch. If I take it out of my out of my pocket, sometimes I'll catch it, and and then I'll all of a sudden I'll get a phone call and it'll start ringing. I'm like, why? I'm like, why is that loud? Yeah. So it happens now. I mean, listen, these things are in your pocket. We pick them up, and we hold them, and we do things with them all all day long. There's going to be accidental accidental triggers. I, I still make accidental phone calls to my brother or to other people. And then yeah, you, people do that. You have yep, to still do, do you have to still explain, oh no, why'd you call me? It's like, oh, I accidentally took it out of my pocket or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure. How, I, I get those too. I don't, I have no idea how that happens half the time. Yeah. Because you have to unlock your phone. You got to open the phone app and you got to pick someone to call. I, I don't know how that's happening. Yeah, isn't isn't when now I, isn't that always on? It, like, weren't they saying that the new phone is now going to be always on or something like that? You're not going to have that blackout screen, or is uh, what, did I miss that, something that else? A fe- that was a feature with last year's phone. Well, that's yeah, on display. You're talking about. Yeah, it does yeah. have that, but that was also on the 14. Okay, all right. So, um, all right. The the other feature I wanted to talk about with the Pro was the addition. I mean, well, they didn't add it, but but with the additional camera, they now have the ability to take spatial video. Um, and I'm assuming yeah. they did they, they could do spatial images as well at some point. But again, it's it's another uh, step forward to get you into this Vision Pro mode later. And yeah, I think that, when we talked about hundred percent, yeah, for the Vision Pro, yeah, and so there's when, no other reason for it, right? And so when we, I think when we were talking about the the Vision Pro announcement, um, it was yeah that I liked that feature on the Vision Pro, um, but then said at some point the only way you could take a, a vision, a spatial video or spatial image would be with that headset. But now we're going to have a device that's going to be in our hand and we can now take all of this, um, which would be nice once if you buy the phone first, but then you're going to have all of these, these videos and, and images that you won't be able to watch until you get to that, that, that vision pro. Is that, is that the, the spatial um, video capture? Is that just the pro max, Michael, or is it the pro and the pro max? It's, I believe it's both. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Let me double check, but I believe it was that part of the video. So it was, it was not, it's not going to be on the regular iPhone. So it's either pro or pro, just pro max. It might be both. You know, 
One of the things to keep in mind, Keith, I, I would assume this would be true, is that if let's say that, you know, you are planning to buy the Vision Pro when it comes out next year and you want to start making these spatial video, you know, home videos now, I would think you'd want to make sure you've got enough storage on the device because I would think those files would be larger than just yeah. regular video files. I don't know that they talked about that and maybe I'm wrong, but logically it seems like you'd want to be rethinking, you know, your storage options if that's going to be something you're doing. Well, they did make the announcement of, I, I think the, all of the phones have more storage on them, but then they also announced new versions of iCloud plus, uh, mm -hmm. six, six terabytes and 12 terabytes. So they're getting, they're obviously getting ready for the creation of, of these large files. Cause you've also now got a 48 megapixel, camera on some of these and so if you know high-end yeah, video high -end audio storage that's or, a that's a huge jump yeah um, two terabytes was the was the previous yep uh top end uh you still only get five gigs if you sign up for free though yeah did you get it did you did you hear about pricing for the six and the 12 or yeah uh 50 and 100 50 to dollars a month okay. i believe okay let me double check that. Uh, just quick, the Pro and the Pro Max both do spatial video. Okay, so it's a, that's a Pro feature then. Okay. Yeah, I I think yeah. I I pay for the the two terabytes, but I've also had photos of my kids on my phones and in the cloud for 15, 16 years, um, and it's a lot easier for me to just upgrade the storage than to go through the photos and download them and figure out what I'm keeping, what I'm not, what I'm printing. It's just easier sometimes to just click that button and go, yeah, I guess I can spend another five to 10 bucks a month. Yeah. If you're using iCloud storage, yeah. um, this, the, everything's offloaded anyway, and it's all stored there. Um, uh, six terabytes is $30 a month. 12 terabytes okay. is $60 a month. It doesn't sound particularly expensive to me. No. It's the not, amount of storage you're getting there. I can yeah, see if you need it. It's not bad. Yeah, you know, and they, they, they did call this out during the event yesterday. If you're a professional photographer, I mean, there are a lot of features here for, or, you know, filmmaker sure. or video, you know, you're doing videos. I mean, there are a lot of features here that will be very handy from USB-C for file transfers to the cameras to the, the cloud storage. You know, I mean, it's a bit of a niche audience, but, uh, you know, it certainly positions the, the iPhone Pro lineup, uh, uh, very well with those folks. Yeah. It's yeah. a niche audience, but it's not really because, I mean, YouTube is, I mean, those are just regular people like you and I. They don't have red cameras and production studios. Some do, but most don't. Yeah. Uh, when you can spend a thousand bucks and get a really good camera, really good video camera, uh, 4K, top notch uh, features. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's, it's, it's pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah, one, one of the other things I wanted to ask you guys about was that when I'm watching a lot of these videos, and they, they've done this for four years now where they, they don't do the live events anymore, um, but it, it always feels like when I'm watching these videos, I, I feel like I need a PhD in science, photography, videography, computer science, because it almost feels like I'm at the Apple Science Fair where all of a sudden I've, I'm, they've got the trifold cardboard and they're, they're explaining all of the nits and the specs and the CPU. Um, is, is that just me or is there some value out of learning what's under the covers, so to speak? Maybe for you guys, because you, you know, you cover this, but I think it's, I think it's, well, I mean, I, I find it interesting. I, I don't always understand every single last detail of the neural engine, 
but I, you know, in terms of understanding this device that I'm paying a lot of money for, uh, it, yeah, it, it it's educational yeah. in a good way. I don't know. Do you, do you get lost in the details, Michael? Probably not, because that's what you do. But yeah, no, I I like when they call out specific things that, like, rather than reading two hundred or three hundred words of like that, I just my eyes gloss over when they, yeah. you know, because they they explain it in a, in a way that's that's easy to understand. They've been doing that for years. I remember I back even when Steve Jobs used to do the demonstrations, like he would make jokes on the slides. Like I I don't even understand what that means, but we have a lot of them, <laughs> you know. So. I think it's important to both bring it down to a consumer level, but also talk to the people who do understand those things. Cause yeah. especially with the camera stuff, like I didn't, I don't know what those terms mean, but there are people who do. Yeah. yeah. Like even, even with the, the displays, like they can't, they keep telling you about how many nits the display is. And I think I know what a nit is, but I couldn't tell you the difference between 50 nits, a hundred nits, 200 nits. Yeah. It's either super bright, which then leads me to think, okay, well that's going to eat up my battery. Um, I, but I do, th I do think these kinds of details, Keith, you know, for, for, for these kinds of devices add a little bit of panache. I mean, okay. So maybe you don't understand the details behind a nit, yeah. but you, you know that, you know, your new uh, Apple watch can go to 2000 nits or that your screen can go to a thousand nits or 500, whatever you have a way to, of, of talking to other people about the, this hardware that, you know, makes it feel a little special, a little bit like you're in the know, you know, something now that you didn't know before you watched the event. Yesterday. Yeah. But is, is that a selling, is that a selling point? Huh? Ken is, is that's not real. I mean, uh, how many times are you going to be with your friends going, Oh, well, you know, this thing has 2000 nits. <laughs> you don't know my friends. We would have that kind of discussion. Um, no, no, I understand. That's not a conversation I would have with my mom talking yeah. about her iPhone. But if any of us were hanging out at a bar somewhere talking about hardware, devices, whatever, sure, we'd compare nits and <laughs> nanometers and uh, focal lengths and, uh, you know, zoom, zoom capabilities and you know, you wouldn't spend the entire night doing that. I hope that'd be kind of boring. But, you know, <laughs> Apple also has to make the phone sound better, saying it's brighter. Yeah. Sounds fine. Saying it's up to 3000 nits sounds like, wow, that's really bright. Yeah. Like they have yeah. to also present it in a way without, you know, well, being, that's my, that's my other pet uh, peeve with, with these presentations is, um, Tim Cook and, and all of the people that are writing these scripts, they always, it always feels like, and I'm going to borrow this from my daughter who told me this yesterday. She goes, yeah, it feels like they had an essay assignment where they had to write a 900, you know, a thousand words for their uh, essay and they only had 900. So they suddenly start padding it with lots and lots of adjectives. So every, every time I hear Tim Cook talk about it, it's the, you know, the next generation, this it's the industry's best it's it's impressive it's i i, I get a list magical. of adjectives it's magical it's impressive it's collaborative it's uh, all of these all adjectives and then and that and that trickles down to all these other presentations too it was like oh, just you know open up the thesaurus and and just add some more adjectives because it's obvious that it's just padding at that point it, yeah. that's just one of my pet peeves i guess um well i mean that may be related to what we got you know we've got <laughs> oh no seriously yeah. phones that are you know, noticeably better in some ways than last year's model, you know, and, but they're not, you know, it's not a revolution. It's a, a minor evolution, but it's the and, best uh, iPhone ever every year. It's the best iPhone it ever is every year. And it always, but, it, but, it, but it has to be, how could it not be? <laughs> right. If it's not, don't come out with a new one. Yeah. Right. All <laughs> like right. I, like just by definition, it's a new, it's new. It's gotta uh, be better. 
All right. One other thing that took up a lot of time during this event was the environmental uh, parts of, of the different presentation. For example, on the watches, they're not going to do any more uh, leather. So, uh, you know, those poor cows can keep their skins, I guess, or, or, or good for the cows. No leather cases for the phones either. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, there, there's all this recycled uh, metal and different things in, in, in the products. And, and again, they've done this before where they've talked about how much they're, they're sustainable sustainability and things but this but then they added this uh mother nature video to the the presentation and it was octavia spencer playing mother nature and i don't know i this was the one time i was for i was happy that i could skip ahead um because was a bit of a, a this roll, was roll, an eye roll kind of thing this was I cringe mean, for me yeah michael it's important and it's a big deal yeah. for the company but go ahead yeah well i, I you know did they need to have it or could they have done this in an, another way? I didn't mind the parts when they were talking about individual products and how it's contributing to their 2030 goal. But this just felt like it was just like a big thud in the middle of the presentation. Yeah, I agree. It, it went on a little bit too long, I felt. Uh, it, was, it was at least five minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the stuff they talked about, it wasn't all that new or even groundbreaking. And, you know, you could also argue that, well, you also source materials from, you know, questionable places and you also use uh, countries that, you know, aren't the greatest for your manufacturing. And, you know, there's a lot of things to criticize. Apple's big in the environment. This is a big uh, 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 goal for them. And I, like I said, I wasn't surprised to see it. I was surprised that it went on so long. And it's a big step getting rid of leather. They had a lot of leather products. Yeah. Um, all the iPhone cases, all the Apple Watch brands, the, the 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 Hermes sponsorship, those were all leather. In fact, Hermes is still selling leather stuff on their site for the Apple Watch, but mm -hmm. Apple is not. Okay. Um, you know, it's it's fine. There are a lot of people who uh, that stuff is very important to them. They won't support companies that especially aren't making younger. a meaningful yeah, effort. Especially, especially yeah, younger generations. Are making a meaningful effort to... Yeah to cut down on their carbon footprint and, and all that stuff. And listen, Apple is the biggest company in the world and probably is the big, one of the biggest polluters just by nature of how big they are. Mm -hmm. And they sell a couple hundred million devices every single year, but they're, they see it's, it made them seem a little bit more genuine about, you know, the, the things that they're doing to, to help the environment. I mean, the, the skit was the skit. It was fine. Okay. Um, I, I guess I just don't, I don't like it, it was cheesy just, it was corporate too long. That, that was my yeah. biggest problem. I do yeah. wonder if Mother Nature will be back next year. This will be a regular <laughs> thing now. Oh boy. Like, why not just have that as if they bring back a live event, maybe then we can have, we can have Mother Nature come yeah. back. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to wrap up here. Uh, Ken, you already sort of spoiled it earlier. Um, but just re again, will Ken get this? You said for the iPhone. Yes. Um, iPhone do, Pro Max. Yes. Yeah. So you're going always, you always go to the, the top end, high end stuff, right? And yeah. and if could, could you narrow it down in terms of why? Like what was, what was the feature that, that did it was, or was it the culmination of all of the improvements? It's well, I, I do like to have the latest and greatest. It's probably the camera. I want to try the, the photography. You know, I, I've got a long vacation coming up in October and want to do some sunset pictures. And, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But then you're not going to go back to the watch or you're going to stick with the, the Garmin? Oh, I'm sticking with the Garmin. Okay. I'm happy. All right. But, yeah. Big watch. 
Yeah. And, and Michael, I think you guys get all this stuff anyway. So I, I, I guess I won't ask you if you're going to get one. Uh, unless well, it's a I don't personal personally thing. get it. Yeah. Um, uh, I have people that review the products. Right. Um, I'm going to buy an iPhone 15 Pro Max. I've had the, the last two years, I've had the larger one. I like it. I'm very excited for the less the lesser weight of it. Um, it's very heavy and very big. 20 grams is is significant. That's not like two. That's the lightest Pro Max they've ever made. Um, I, I, I like the camera stuff. Okay. You know, I get a new iPhone every year. It's yeah. one of my, it's just it. And I'll yeah. I'll be getting the uh, iPhone 15 probably when the iPhone 17 or 18 are out and it gets handed See down to me. For, yeah, yeah, just like just like the Vision Pro, I'm going to get like the version four, three or four at at some point. Um, so again, there's a wide variety of, of different different uh, lifestyles that we're all living here. So, um, all right, cool. Thanks, guys, for for you know chatting about this, and we'll see you at the next uh, Apple event, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, Michael. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and add any comments that you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. I'm Keith Shaw. Thanks for watching.